You are tuned in to the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. Imogen Campbell is your host and she will tackle issues that tend to sneak up on one and wreak havoc on the unprepared midlife soul. First up, perimenopause. If you are in your 20s or 30s, feel free to join the conversation and be ignorant no more. A hearty good day to you today. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. I've got to be in my bonnet today. I'm literally going to scratch the surface of the effect of hormones and aging on the skin and the body we're living in. For better or worse, we all have a relationship with our skin and bodies. And by midlife, we are forced to reevaluate it big time. Let us delve into that relationship and figure out what makes us comfortable and happy in our skin, physically and figuratively. I've often been told that I needed to develop a thicker skin, literally for decades, but I've come to the conclusion that I'm an old softie. The parts of me I would be trading for the said thick skin would not make me, well, me. <laughs> that makes me comfortable in the skin I'm actually in, accepting myself as I am and not having to change the vitally essential parts of me for others. Yes, I get burned sometimes, I don't have that apt comeback for someone who is clearly taking a pot shot or being a little crass or callous. My heart hurts Ow. when someone seemingly takes advantage of me or hurls well-timed bobs at me, all the while smiling to my face. I never know quite how to deal with it and I hate falsehood. But all the challenges I encounter and overcome have a way of making me stronger and embody the true individual living in the body I am in. As we hit our 40s and become more comfortable with how we conduct ourselves in the bodies we're living in, we notice that our skin holding us all in is starting to change. Yes, wrinkling, sagging, itching, drying skin. Porcelain skin it isn't anymore. Sun damage may also lead to melasma or dark spots, and good golly, age spots, though normally emerging in our 50s, could also start making a premature appearance. All of a sudden, we're faced with unexpected new challenges to the body we're in. All the precautions we should have taken over our lifetime reveal themselves in our feet, hands, neck and décolletage, not to mention the wrinkles around our eyes and the drooping going on around our mouths, and as we look in the mirror, we find ourselves staring at the dreaded jowls. Some women literally mention starting to resemble their grandmothers. And this leads to more stress. And as a result, more hormones go into overdrive. And as I mentioned, we need to do everything we can to keep our hormones in check and balanced. No time for cortisol overdrive or anything. Ironically, the joy of milestones and victories in our 40s can be tempered by how we look on those photos that have a pesky way of revealing our aging skin. And how we respond to what we are reflecting on the outside is tantamount to the success we are going to have dealing with us. I want to stress, excuse the pun, that having a couple of well-placed wrinkles may actually enhance one's looks, so attitude is so important. 
it's that joie de vivre that you have inside that makes you beautiful and probably plays a huge role in how you view your body. That is the beauty from within debate right there. It is also the time when you notice that some body parts don't quite function the way they used to. A friend's elderly dad, familiar with all things mechanical and spare parts, one shared this absolute gem about aging with me. He said that he wished that spare parts were available for aging bodies. And at the time, I didn't quite get it. Yes, there are transplants in extreme life-threatening situations, if then, or if you have the money to afford costly procedures, but mostly people simply have to live with physical impairments. It's only when you start to have real issues with functionality of your body that you truly start to understand what a powerhouse of a body you had in the first place. You can try, but you'll never quite replicate gorgeous skin when you're older in the same way as when you were young. So enjoy the skin you have when you are young, ladies. I want to encourage the young women out there that while they have perfectly smooth, flawless skin, be aware of what a blessing it is. Women do not need to have surgery in order to look like anyone else or to enhance body parts. You women are fabulous just the way you are. In any chat about skin and aging, I have to mention sunscreen. I used to be a sun worshipper in my teens. I loved baking in the sun. The ozone was just becoming a thing then. Yes, it was that long ago. But now exposure to fun sun activities has to be limited and tanning for most of us is taboo. Well, not if you want your skin to look like leather or feel like leather, but that's not the look I'm going for. But I digress. Sunscreen and technology to make them as light and effective as possible have improved leaps and bounds, making the hunt for a great sunscreen so much easier than even a decade ago, and it's now so mainstream. But what a weapon to have in the fight for good skincare and great skin when you're older. So all you younger ladies out there, I implore you, please put on that sunscreen. Sun exposure is the number one cause of aging and you can do a lot to preserve the beauty of your skin by taking the necessary precautions from a young age. 40-somethings may also start to experience that the skin on the face in particular is no longer as bright and luminous as it used to be. It really appears dull looking and one always seems in need of some sleep, even though that may not be the case at all. In the last few years, all kinds of serums, retinols and acids have made their way into beauty regimens. Vitamin C especially is the holy grail for brightening the skin and helping it to look younger longer, while collagen is silver bullet for sagging skin. Foundation for the skin too needs to change. These can become cakey, having an aging effect on the skin. And at this stage of the journey, it's better to aim for a softening effect. There is plenty about this on the internet. The trick is knowing when it applies to you. And women's skin in our forties is not as elastic as before. Weird lines and dents start to become more pronounced. Not to mention the indentations from our clothes, socks and the like that take forever to even out our elbows and knees. I discovered that excess knee fat is a thing and that elbows and heels need a lot of extra help. 
perimenopause specifically can also precipitate extremely dry skin. The type of itchy and dry that's not easily quenched by just any old moisturizer. You need something that properly helps to add moisture and promote hydration. The emollient effects of organic oils are often doubted in this regard. Furthermore, as one prone to bruising, I've discovered that clumsy incidents that lead to bruises actually increase during perimenopause. I've also started to notice that my skin is taking longer to recover from these incidents. Let me give you an example. I pushed an elderly aunt in a wheelchair up a ramp during the festive season years back. And the bruise as a result was a real beauty. All the colors you can imagine. But what was slightly concerning was that I still had a dark mark well into June the following year, very unlike previous times. My physician managed to spot it and found the link to vitamin D, which dramatically drops in your 40s. It is worth keeping an eye out for vitamin D related news if you have some issues with incontinence too. You ladies know what I'm talking about. I hear you mumble that younger looking skin is not the be all and end all of life. What about simply embracing aging? I actually agree. We should embrace the process and really enjoy every day of our lives. At this juncture, I will mention that my younger self vehemently opposed cosmetic surgery. But I've sometimes looked at the not so firm skin and for a brief moment or then wondered about lifting something here or there. The point is that I can understand that women may want to take that route and my stance, though the same as before, is now one of much more compassion. Even though surgery has become commonplace, there are still so many risks involved. And my opinion, as always on this podcast, is that it is good to have everything backed up medically for informed decisions. I'm also gratified to be able to say that more and more people are reporting amazing results simply by exercising the muscles in their faces through massage and other techniques. I do some myself, as many have said, that it helps to prevent those dreaded double chins. Let's also not forget about adult acne that can also hit in perimenopause. And why would that be a novel, far-fetched idea if hormones are once again out of whack? Please be aware, and as I mentioned before, being formed is being formed. There are plenty of ways to tackle aging skin. And I prefer to use more organic ways of dealing with it, including what I eat as part of my diet. Food for thought, isn't it? This may be getting under your skin. You may be thinking that it is all vanity at the stage. It is no skin of your nose, so to speak. Who cares about makeup, appearance and looking good anyway? Shouldn't people love you just the way you are? Is that old adage about beauty being skin deep not true? It's such a tricky one. I believe that people make a snap decision on who you are based on how you present yourself. You have split seconds to be in control of how they'll relate to you. And in a way, it makes taking the time to, to take care of yourself all the more worth it. I will say it and say it again. In most issues, we need to find the balance and therein lies the challenge. No discussion on skin, however is complete without the mention of dry skin brushing and the benefits of exercise. I hope to cover these in more detail in a podcast to come. 
and issues will also include stiffness, decreasing mobility, chronic diseases, etc. And then how some sort of exercise can help to stem the tide of aging and keep some of it at bay. I agree, every day has been written in the book of life and prioritizing physical exercise won't prolong it, but it will certainly help each of us to enjoy the body we are in and have better mobility, autonomy and joie de vivre for that little bit longer. I feel like I'm sending out missives into the world. I only do so to inform those who may still experience these symptoms in the hope that they'll be able to get help or start on a journey to a healthier and more active life sooner rather than later. And for the women a decade or so away, the opportunity to nourish their bodies so they are able to ride out the storm. I'm quite literally hoping to save someone's skin. I have so much more to say on the matter. We are not even done with the skin yet. Did you know that some people experience sensations of spiders crawling under their skin as a symptom of perimenopause? Want to know more? If you do it to do so, catch me next week for the skinny of more aspects of aging. We're going to chat about the effects of aging on the body from the top of one's head to the soles of one's feet. The list of issues I'm compiling here is not exhaustive, more and in a nutshell attempt to let you know what you can expect. I implore you to do your own research as everyone's experience is different. Genetics, previous injuries, overall health and mindset all play a role. Let me know if today's nuggets were useful and anything more besides. See you next week, 3 o'clock UTC. Thank you for lending an ear. If you are new, consider subscribing. And if you feel inclined, please leave a review or let me know your thoughts on Facebook or Twitter.